Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hello and welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. This is Kurt Mortensen, episode 287, and we've got a special guest today. So buckle up, hold on. This is Stacy Brown Randall. She's the author of Generating Business Referrals and Get This Without Asking. Probably the best way to get those is she's host of the Roadmap to Grow Your Business podcast and teaches small business owners and solopreneurs how to grow their business through referrals without asking and getting those sticky client experiences. She's a wife to one, mother to three, and supporter to all the those have the entrepreneurial dream, which is important because when you have the dream, you've got to have the tools to match it. That's what we'll be talking about here on the show. So, Stacy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Kurt. It's good to have you. I mean, everyone needs to work on referrals, especially those entrepreneurs, but anybody in business always enjoys the referral, the recommendation, the testimonial. That's our deep dive in today. But first, our question always is, we don't know why, where it started, but the first question is, Stacy, what is the worst vegetable in the world and why? <laughs> so for me, that is asparagus. Ooh. I don't even know why they came up with that vegetable, like why it was ever <laughs> created. It just, it doesn't add much in my mind to the universe. But so, uh, for me, it's just, it smells bad and it tastes bad. I mean, it's all around, like, it's like, it might as well just have three strikes against it. Three strikes. We got the smell, we got the look, and even worse, when they boil it too long and it gets that limpy, <laughs> green, gooey mess. Right, so uh, yeah, it's just gross. I can see that. All right, so asparagus is now in on our list as worst vegetable in the world as we take a dive into referrals. But as we look at the world of persuasion and influence, what do you feel is the biggest blunder, the biggest mistake that maybe you've made, you've seen out there in the world of maybe asking for referrals or just influence in general? So you know, it's interesting. I know that there are people, and there's. I'm guessing they listen to your podcast, and I know there's people out there who find asking for referrals works for them, and I think that's actually great. But who I try to help, and like that, my mission is to help those that are uncomfortable asking. And I think there is kind of this perception that when we think about referrals, we think about we've got to ask, and if we're not asking, that means that we can't have them. And I just think that sometimes we have to be able to know that we can influence from who we are and do it in a way that works for us, even if it kind of goes against conventional advice. So for me, I always tell folks that what I talk about may sound a little non-conventional, maybe a little bit of a contrarian, but for me, it's finding that place of actually being my true self, which is where your greatest influence comes from, and then really applying that in a way that allows you to generate referrals. Well, I like the old non-conventional approach, especially for entrepreneurs, especially as everything's getting disrupted. You look at Uber and Netflix and Airbnb, yeah. which is disrupting everything. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, too, have heard to always ask. And maybe they've tried once or twice and it didn't work out or it came across as cheesy. So I think there's some aspects to that, too. So how would you define a referral? Let's start there. Okay, that's a great first question because I want to make sure we're all talking about the same thing because I hear a lot of people will use different sales terms interchangeably. So they'll talk about a warm lead, 
or an introduction or word of mouth buzz or referral and they'll talk about them interchangeably like they're all the same thing and they're actually four very different types of prospects types of leads that you would have in your business and so i always tell folks that warm lead word of mouth buzz introduction they're not the same thing as referral so let's start by defining referral and then we can see how it's different from those other three terms and so when you think about a referral a referral has two things that those others and including of course a cold lead as well do not have and the first and foremost is that personal connection there's always a connection made between the referral source which is just the person who's going to end up referring you but there's always a connection made between the referral source and someone they know that has a problem or pain that they need to solve and they're going to connect them to you as the solution provider and so when you think about that connection made, typically that connection is made first between the referral source and the prospect. Like they're typically having a conversation, right? There's something that happens to where the prospect is talking about, oh my gosh, I need a new CPA. My CPA is terrible, right? Tax time is terrible for me or whatever it was. And that referral source says, I know exactly who you need to hire. So there's always a connection made there, but the connection I'm talking about is then how the connection is brought to you as a solution provider. Now, nine times out of 10, this is gonna be done over email. But not always, it can sometimes be done over a group text thread. And sometimes it's done face to face if by some random chance you're all in the same place when this is happening. But the first part we have to have is that connection made. We've got to have the referral source tell the prospect, I know exactly who you need to talk to and I'm going to send an email and connect the two of you together. The connections there, that's where the trust gets transferred. And that's where we remind the prospect that they should trust us because remember that referral source already connected us. And the second thing a referral has is the need has to be identified, which means the prospect knows they need a new CPA, right? That need has been identified, whether they identified it for themselves or someone else told them that's your problem and they decided, yes, that is something I need to fix. That is something I need to solve. And so they have a need identified, which means the prospect is in buying mentality mode. I've got a problem, so I'm at least willing to meet with someone to explore it, which is the only reason why they're open to being connected to you in the first place. And so there's gotta be a need identified that puts them in the place of knowing, I've got a problem, now let's decide if I'm gonna solve it, right? or I am gonna solve it, now I'm ready to figure out who. And they've been connected to a person they can trust, not because they know that person, ever met that person, but they trust them because somebody else recommended them and said, this is the person you need to talk to. When you look at word of mouth buzz, introduction or warm lead and definitely a cold lead they are missing both of those parts or at least one of those parts now you know a cold lead is missing both and i would even argue that a warm lead is missing both but the ones that really trip people up are the word of mouth buzz and the introduction the introduction is the connections there we just don't know really why we're being connected they say things like great people should know great people you guys should get to know each other but we don't know are we truly just connecting because we need to grow our network and I need to meet this person? Or do I actually need to be having a conversation about maybe they need to hire me, right? So it's an introduction because the connections there just know a need has been identified. With word of mouth buzz, you have the need identified. Hey, Kurt, were your ears burning the other day? I was talking to a client of mine and they I told them they definitely needed to work with you, right? But you don't know who that client is. So the need's been identified, but the connection wasn't there. Right. And so we have to make sure that when we're thinking about a referral, saying that they are easier to close, right? They are less price sensitive. They already value you. They show up already trusting you. All those pieces that make a referral the best type of prospect to receive is really only the best type of prospect when 
there's been a connection where the trust has been transferred and it's that personal connection and the need has been identified. Those are the two parts you have to have to make a referral a referral and what separates it from all the other types of leads. Let's talk about those two pieces. I like that. The connection part, the trust part is obviously critical in influence and persuasion. Is there any studies or research done? Is that first connection better via text, face-to-face, phone call? Does it matter? You just all of the above, just get it done? Is What do you prefer? So here's the thing. I prefer there to be a paper trail, right? So ideally, I mean, face-to-face, obviously, if you're having a conversation, a networking event, and you look across the room and the one person you're like, you need to meet is over there, I'm going to go take you to them. Obviously, that's best. But let's be honest, that almost never happens. So mm-hmm. for me, I always tell folks, the way I want those those connections to come is actually over email. Now, I know some people love their texting and their their group text messages and all that kind of stuff, and that's fine. But I really do think it's best over email. I think also that typically happens in a more of a professional setting when there is a business involved, whether it's B2B or B2C is irrelevant. But I think that there's that part of if an email is sent, then you have something to follow up on, right? So the best thing that a ref- that you can do once you've been referred, someone sends an email, they say, hey, Stacy, meet Kurt. Kurt, meet Stacy. This is why I'm connecting the two of you. Kurt, you really need to hire Stacy, or Stacy, you really need to hire Kurt. Then when that person, like when we were to follow up with each other, right, I've got that thread right below it that reminds you ever so subtly that remember somebody that tr- that you trust told us that we should be connecting and we can keep that email thread going that keeps that trust in place. If you've just randomly for a minute forgotten, why is this Stacy person reaching out to me? Oh, that's right. I see so-and-so's on that email and that's right. We had that conversation and that's why they actually connected me with her. And so I think that's the best way for it to happen because yes, it allows your contact information to be in the person's inbox, which is always helpful for when they're ready to take action, right? But it puts you in the driver's seat. And so you're not out there left with some type of, you know, prospect that really may want to talk to you, but you have no way to get a hold of them. So that's the best way, I think, if you're thinking about it from just that that process of taking them from start to finish, you need to be in the driver's seat and email does that the best way. Got it. So email's top of the list. Well, face-to-face, obviously, but rarer than email. Now, the second piece you mentioned was the need has to be identified, obviously. And so let's say, let's go with your CPA example that you have a great customer. They love what you've done. You've exceeded their expectation. They know you want referrals. But I, I think a big challenge is when they've identified someone who needs a CPA, how do you stay on their radar? We're like, oh yeah, I need to refer that person. How do you stay on the radar so when the need's identified, they remember you and to refer you? Right, so that's such a great question because I think the normal advice someone would tell you is, well, if you were always asking them for referrals, they would be remembering you, right? The reality though of it, of it is, is most of us aren't comfortable constantly having to ask people to refer us or to remember to refer us. And so I think what this goes back to is understanding that for the longest time, decades and decades, we have been told for our, our overall sales strategy or business development strategy that we need a prospecting plan and we need a marketing plan. Like those are the kind of the two big pieces of any sales strategy, prospecting activities and marketing activities. And I think it's because of those two conglomerates, so to speak, of what we need, we've taken referrals and we've tried to smash them into either of those two buckets. 
So if we make it part of our prospecting plan, which has a very quick hit, fast turnover, short term, right? Kind of mentality of trying to make a deal happen or make a client appear with our short term prospecting type activities like say cold calling or networking, for example, then the advice for referrals, if we're trying to slam referrals into prospecting and make it happen faster has been to ask or to pay for them, right? Kind of fits it into the prospecting. On the marketing side though, when we take referrals and we try to make it marketing and we call it referral marketing, we make things really overly promotional and gimmicky, which puts our the way that we treat referrals into prospecting activities or marketing activities. And I always make the argument that we need a third plan. We need a referral plan because ultimately what I want you doing since in my program, you cannot be, you cannot ask for referrals and you cannot pay or you can pay for leads, but you cannot pay for referrals. And we don't want to be overly promotional and gimmicky because we want to stay in our expert space of being seen as that resource, not that hustling salesperson is that ultimately what we need with our referral plan is a plan where we are able to be memorable and meaningful to our referral sources and stay top of mind. And if we use the right language that I call referral seeds, if we use the right language and we know how to plant those referral seeds, we kind of move into the subconsciousness of our referral sources. So when someone does say, oh my gosh, I need a new CPA, right? Because you have a strong relationship that you continue to nurture in a very specific way where you're memorable and meaningful, top of mind, and they're thinking about you from a referral perspective, they don't miss the opportunity to say, oh my gosh, you have to call Sam. He will be the best or she will be the best, right? And so it's the process that I teach that people follow of how they nurture their relationships with their referral sources and what we do and what we say and how we do it that allows us not to have to ask, not to have to pay, not to have to be promotional or gimmicky and really focus on the relationship. And that puts us in a place to where our referral sources don't forget about us. I love that developing the relationship, knowing that everybody you've done business with knows someone that can do business with you, keeping your value in front of them. But you did mention, you know, never pay for a referral. Is there ever time? What's the premise of that? I mean, do we ever reward or we just they're doing it because we have the relationship and we've exceeded expectations and we've solved their problem. What do you, what do you say to that? Yeah, so I look at reward and paying as different, right? So can you definitely reward your referral sources like by thanking them and acknowledging for what they've done for you? Maybe you wanna, you know, as you write a thank you note to them, cause I'm an advocate for handwritten thank you notes for every referral seed. And every once in a while you wanna throw in a gift card to Starbucks or to wherever. Sure, you can definitely reward them, but rewards are surprises. They're not enticements, right? They're like, hey, I really appreciate the fact that you take time to refer me. Like, I know you don't refer me because of me, right? And that's one thing we have to keep in mind. People don't refer you because of you, right? They, they refer people because they're trying to help someone. You just happen to be the one who can solve the problem. And that goes into the human dynamic and psychology behind why referrals actually happen. And so it's okay to reward, right? You know, you want to send a Christmas gift to your referral sources? Great. Like what you can definitely reward, but rewards are surprises. They're authentic. They're meaningful. They're not like, hey, I'm going to like send you a $10 gift card every single month to entice you to send me a referral. And you definitely don't go in advance and say, hey, I'll give you 10% or I'll give you a $100 gift card for every referral you send me. Because the minute you do that, you've commoditized the relationship with that client or that person in your network that you want to become a referral source, but now you've just commoditized the relationship with them and you've made it about them doing work for you because that's what we do. We do work and we get paid for it. 
So now I've commoditized the relationship. Now they look at referring me as something they get a kickback for or a benefit from in terms of payment. And for most of us, though not all, right? But for most of us, that's not why we refer. So it goes against why we would want to send the referral in the first place and it cheapens it for us. And on the flip side, think about this from the prospect's perspective. So the prospect's talking to a friend and if they say, I really need a new CPA. And that friend says, okay, well, I'm gonna connect you with Sam, right? Because I think Sam's the best CPA in town and she can totally take care of all of your problems. So great. Now you're connected to Sam, you start working with Sam, and then Sam says to you, hey, by the way, for every referral you send me, I will give you a $100 gift card. And you've just told that prospect, wait a minute, when my buddy referred me to Sam, was he referring me the best CPA, or was he just referring me the one who was going to give him money for referring me? So now you've got the prospect questioning themselves, saying, did I just get referred to the best, or was this really a case of my buddy making a buck off of my pain or problem and that's why they chose to refer me to Sam. So it brings up a lot of issues. Now, here's the thing. There are industries where paying for, and I won't say it paying for referrals, I will call it maybe paying more for leads, whether it's in the online space with affiliate marketing, right? Or if you're looking at it in real estate, right? There's this idea that if you are, you know, referred to somebody else or you're recommended to somebody else, that there's compensation paid, but the client knows that in advance. You don't almost, well, you should never in this situation decide to click on a link in, an, in a blog post that's gonna take you to Amazon to go buy something and you haven't been told at the top or the bottom of that blog post, hey, some of these links are affiliates and I'm gonna get compensation for it, right? It's disclosed up front. So I'm, I know, and right, as I'm reading that blog post, okay, I got it. If I choose to buy it this way, I know what that means, right? Or in real estate, for instance, if a realtor refers a client to another realtor, because maybe it's out of state, there's a form they sign in most states. There's a form they sign that says, hey, there's gonna be a commission shared here and the client knows it up front. So it's not like it's it's not like anyone's surprised by that. So in some industries it's allowed, but it's disclosed up front. What I'm talking about is it's that incentivized, hey, I'll give you a hundred dollars for every referral you send me. That's what I'm against. But if you want to thank and reward your referral sources for the behavior of referring you, not for the outcome. You don't just send someone a gift because somebody's somebody turned into a client, right? We want to we want to thank and reward for the action which is the habit of referring regardless of outcome, then definitely that's okay. And that there's, that has a small place in my overall plan. Yes. Gotcha. And I hope listeners, you've caught that. It needs to be a surprise. We talked about this a while back in a podcast that when you reward and people expect a reward, it has diminishing returns, becomes an expectation. Like you mentioned, you're like, wait a minute, why did you refer me? You refer me for the cash. Are you really my friend? I mean, it brings up a whole can of worms that you need to be aware of. So good information there. So let me ask you this. So what are some of those keys to get people just to refer you to get that referral without asking for it? You know, the simplest thing that I tell people they have to know is first and foremost, you need to know who's referring you now or who ultimately you would like to refer you if they're not. So this starts with first identifying who are your referral sources and then paying attention to who those people are. So what I teach is to build a referral generating plan based on who your referral sources are. And I walk people through how to do that. It's actually in chapter eight of my book, Generating Business Referrals Without Asking. But I walk people through how to do that to identify your referral sources. So then we know who we're building a plan for. Most of the time, people are surprised by who is actually referring them. They think they know, but they know anecdotally. They don't actually have the data to look at. So it starts by first, before we decide, how are we going to get someone to refer us? Or what are we going to do? Well, who are we talking about first? 
It could be existing referral sources because you've been in business long enough and you're getting some, right? Or it could be that you're not getting a lot of referral sources or you're newer in business and you need to identify who you want referring you. It starts by knowing who those people are, but then ultimately what we're after is creating a referral experience which really impacts how those referral sources feel about us. And our mentality is to be a giver, is to just give first, knowing that it will come back to us. Now, are there specific things we do and specific language that we use? Absolutely, right? But ultimately at the heart of what this looks like, it is our ability to really take care of our referral sources and to make sure that they know that we don't take lightly what they ultimately are doing for our business, which is of course, sending us new clients. But I tell people when you're starting to think about, okay, how can I get more referrals? Let's first take a step back and look at, well, who's already referring you, right? And what do they need, right? What does it look like from their perspective for you to take care of them, for you to help them? And I don't mean because you're gonna send them a referral because that's not always possible, but what does it look like to really strengthen and build that relationship with them to get them thinking, wow, Kurt really cares about me or Stacy really cares about me. And it's okay that the reason you're telling them that you really care is because they refer you. You're just not letting it go unnoticed and unrecognized and you're acknowledging what they mean to you. It really just starts there. Of course, there's a process behind it and a way that we look at this and language that we use, but just know that the number one thing you gotta do is who refers you, really hard look and some stock at, okay, how well do I take care of those people? And what does that look like currently before you decide you need to make any changes or make any, you know, do anything different? Well, well said, I hope everyone caught that because think about it long-term, you, most of your business, entrepreneur, any business, most of it should be based on referrals. You need to build that out, get it without asking, treat them in the right way. Referrals is the key to, to any successful business. So important key concepts there. Stacy, as we wrap up, are there, is there anything we missed? Anything you want to add to the conversation? No, I think you covered it. But you know, I always like to tell folks that when they're hearing this for the first time, because I know you've probably heard it for decades, ask, ask, ask. And all of a sudden I'm here saying, don't you dare ask, right? And it looks a little different. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what? And so I always tell folks, you know what, the, the easiest thing you can do to kind of learn a little bit more about what this looks like is to actually take a free nine question quiz that I have on my website. Just go to stacybrownrandall.com forward slash quiz. Stacy has an E. But if you just go to that website and take this quiz, it's nine questions that'll tell you how well you actually are doing at generating referrals. And it will give you a level. You're going to be one of three referral ninja levels. Maybe you're going to be a beginner more than likely about 85% of people who take the quiz are, or are you a master, which is the top level, which I'll be honest, only 2% of the thousands have ever taken the quiz land there on their first mm. try. Um, they have to do some work first. But the truth is, is, I always tell folks, let's figure out where you are and then let's decide where you need to go. If you could generate referrals and not have to ask for them is something that definitely lights you up and grabs your attention and you wanna know, know more about it. Just start with that quiz and let's figure out where you are. You could be further along than you think, or maybe not so much. Maybe you'll be a little behind where you think you would be. But stacybrownrandall.com forward slash quiz, nine simple questions. But the results you're going to uh, receive from that will really walk you through why you are where you are. Awesome. And we'll also post that link at maximizeyourinfluence.com. You can download the podcast and access our archives. So Stacy, appreciate the information. Thanks for being here and educating us on the referrals. Remember, don't ask, switch it around. Let them give you the referrals the right way. Thanks, Stacey. Great information. Hopefully you took great notes there and take that quiz. 
If you want more information on referrals, we talked about it back in episode 277. Unlimited referrals, you can get that at influenceuniversity.com. Access to the archives. And, of course, everything you need is at MaximizeYourInfluence.com, where you can get your Persuasion IQ, get the free book, Maximum Influence, and download the latest episodes. So, get more referrals. Make your business easier. Most of your business should be based on referrals. And you master that skill, persuade with power, Increase your business and make more money.